You are listening to episode 98 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody, here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and let's get ready to stumble in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. Dude, gotta love it, man. Uh, another week, another episode. So uh, this week we're playing MTV Celebrity Deathmatch. Deathmatch, not Deathmatch, on the PlayStation 2. And we'll have a couple cool articles this week, uh, some big announcements. So Sony did their showcase. We talked about some predictions. I predicted God of War would be shown, and we got God of War. So uh, 10 biggest announcements from Sony and uh, trailers of the PS5 showcase. We're going to talk about the PS5 potentially selling over 200 million units, according to some analysts, and how a bot bought dozens of the RTX 3080 units before consumers could grab them. A lot of us are pissed off. All right. Well, Ryan, let's get started, man. Did you have any uh, pickups this week? I sure did. Everybody knows that it's the 35th anniversary of Mario, and they're not going to sell that game for very long, so I got two copies. And I don't feel... As bad as those assholes that stole all the GTX cards. Yeah, so uh, I too picked up. Is that all your pickups, by the way? Or RTX cards. Is that all your pickups? Just that one? Yeah. Hey, two of one. Two of one. That's true. So uh, Covering I as myself well. for next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you sh what you should have done is bought one and have one yeah. delayed shipping through yeah. Amazon and say, hey, it's my special day on this Friday. <laughs> uh, so I also picked up the Mario 3D All-Stars game uh, as we had said before, picking up two copies, one for now and then one for down the road, just in case we want to sell it. And uh, I noticed people are like, oh, well, you know, you're picking it up and you're planning on selling it. Yeah. So what? Like Nintendo's straight up said, this is limited. There's plenty of quantity out in the market for you to be able to pick it up. Like I'm not by buying two. I'm not well, doing and a I mean, selling it down the road when like there are no other new copies. Like I'm not going to go out and try to flood the base right now because anybody can still go pick up a copy. This will be a good collector's item years down the road. There will be people that won't be old enough at some point to have purchased this that will still want a copy and maybe they want a brand new copy and they want to pay a premium for it. I can't help that. Yeah, exactly. So like, I totally get it, man. And it's not like we're going out and buying like 30 copies. There's a little guy that apparently went to a Best Buy and bought like a case of them. Like, really? Like how many, like Nintendo actually for once, like I called them predatory last week. I might have to take back that statement just based on how much quantity has like actually been put into the market. So there's that uh, for pickup. And then also I ended up picking up like a really crappy GTX 710 card just to be able to like in case I couldn't get my hands on a 3080. And of course, I that's couldn't what get happened. Yeah, that's what happened. So it was a backup so I could actually use my new PC. So I got that. And then also John Rue's Quest Arrest. So I picked that up on the Game Boy nonetheless. So uh, go check him out. He's uh, He handles a Rue Room, and he made a game called Quest Arrest. It's like a little four-hour Pokemon-looking style game with police. So it looks pretty interesting. And uh, that's going to be my next game after Plague Tale. So I'm going to give that a shot. I had some other games that I wanted to play, but I'm here in like four hours or so to play it and complete it. So why not? And it'll give me a handheld game to mess with at night. There you go. So that's what I'm going to do. So that is my pickups for the week. Ryan? Are you currently playing anything? I, I know I'm Ghost not currently Tsushima. playing anything that I'm supposed to be playing, if that's what you're asking. Oh, so uh, let's see. You've got approximately three months and 12 days. So 
I am getting close to the point where I'm literally going to have to play an hour of day to finish in time. Yeah. Yeah, actually. We're getting close. Yeah, you you got a couple gotta, more weeks of slacking. You, <laughs> dude, you got to you got to buckle up and get it done. So, this week I did play a bunch more Ghost of Tsushima and I really don't feel uh dishonorable anymore. I'm just jumping off of roofs and stabbing dudes in the back and hiding all over the place and sneaking around wearing a thief mask like I have completely thrown off the shackles of the samurai code and I am wheeling and dealing death. And uh, John talked me into starting to play lethal mode, which at first I was just dying all the time. And I still die quite a bit, but I'm starting to get used to it. And it does kind of make the combat seem faster when I'm in it and doing well. I mean, it definitely seems faster when I jump off my horse and some dude just kills me. Like, that happens a lot. Well, and the benefit of it is, like, you can quicken the pace, right? So you could theoretically play lethal mode throughout the game to just get through stuff quicker. Yeah. And then when you get into, like, the duels, be like, easy mode. Let me do easy. Because there's no trophy at the end for beating it on lethal mode. Well, even the duel that I did uh, against the girl who was protecting the armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did that duel, and that was, like, I pretty easy. Like, it wasn't any more challenging than the first duel that I did. So I don't know if, like, the later duels are supposed to get harder. But it just didn't seem like it's way easier to just defend against one person in a duel than it is to, like, fight three guys that each have different weapon types while two bow guys are shooting at you. Yeah. That's, like, way harder. Well, the bow guys are the worst. And, like, as you get later on the game and, uh, you know, it's not really a spoiler for you, but... When the weapons, be, like you get poison arrows later on down the road, not you personally, but your enemies get poison oh, arrows. No. And that is a bitch to get past. Like you're just in the middle of a battle and it's like poison arrow. And if you don't have any of your um, anti-venom, no, the bottom thing, I forget what it's called. Oh, resolve. resolve. Yeah. If you don't have any resolve, you can't heal. So you're like all staggered and like blurry vision mm. and stuff. And you end up dying if you don't. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it, it blows. So, yeah. Have fun with that. Where are you at, by the way? Uh, so I haven't done any more of the main story since I uh, rescued the blacksmith and got the them all set up at the forge town. I think I'm supposed to go somewhere else, but like there's a bunch of stuff that I could do. I've just been kind of taking down some Mongol forts and encampments as I'm going around, and I tried to fill in like some of the map that I had been through some area but left like a huge hole. So I found some cool stuff. I found some cool new sword skins and I found some uh, a bunch of flowers. I've got like 36 flowers. Like I should just go get some skins for some stuff. But I just I can't decide which direction I want to go with my looks yet. So I haven't invested in anything because I have a feeling I'll probably like will I wind up unlocking a bunch more colorations for yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you can buy a whole bunch of colorations and whatnot throughout the game, too, with the flowers you pick up. Uh -huh. So you have that ability as well. Okay, because yeah. I'd like to get, like, the, uh, different colors for stuff, but I just don't like any of the colors that I have available to me right now. So the Pillars of Honor have some different colorations for stuff, and then you can set up... I, f I think it's a Traveler's Attire you have to have on, but there's a You can way choose that, to track certain Yeah, things. you can track... Um, uh, what do you call it? I forgot what they call in the game, but, like, the clothing and garments yeah. and stuff, you can track those without or throughout the game. 
So, and then also when you get to some temples and you get the grappling hook. I haven't gotten the grappling hook okay, yet. Okay, so when you get the grappling hook. I already you, got to a temple that was like, you don't have all the stuff to do this. Yeah, so when you get to the, well, no, not the temples. I mean, temples is in like Buddhist temples type of thing. Like, you, you'll see it later on. I think it's in like Island 2. Mm. You get to like Buddhist temples, but you'll get to a point where like some of the higher towers, I forget what they're called, um in japan but you know where they have like where you can do prayer and whatnot mm -hmm. uh or temples so at the top of those temples there's actually different armor sets and stuff so when oh, you get cool. the grappling hook you'll see like lamps hanging from the edges if you like jump towards those edges you'll be able mm -hmm. to grapple up and go all the way to the top of the building and get different types of armor oh cool so yeah you'll see that down after the grappling hook. yeah i haven't really upgraded any of the other armors because i know that like man i'm always burning through supplies but i upgraded my little sword all the way and I've been upgrading my big sword as much as I can. I haven't really put much into the bow because I don't know how many bows there's going to be. And I don't know if this is the bow that I want to stick with. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of kind of just exploring around. And um, I'm glad that I haven't played a bunch of these style games this generation because I know there's so many. Because like I already feel kind of fatigued of like, man, there is so much little stuff to go do. And I want to do it. But after sitting down and playing for like two hours, I kind of find myself just being like, well, what what's the next thing that I want to do? Because unless you're doing like a tail, like overturning the camps and stuff, it's just more supplies to do more stuff. And it just doesn't. I, I This is not a game. I don't know how you did everything in this game, because that just seems like way too much to do. It was grueling, like seriously, like that platinum trophy. I don't even know how people got that thing in the first two weeks. Like, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah. like, everything opens up, obviously, once you complete the game and it's different sections. Well, the Traveler's Attire makes it a lot easier. Like, it, the game really helps you get all the stuff. It does, but it's the fact that it's all spread out and, mm. like, so open world. And this isn't even, like, the biggest open world map from, like, no, a mileage yeah. perspective compared to, like, other games. Like, I think Zelda Breath of the Wild is bigger than this, if I'm correct. Uh, so really it's more of the spread out aspect and a little stuff and you don't have to get like everything right but for a trophy you had to get like all the hot springs and you had to get all the fox dens mm -hmm. and all of the you don't even have to i think you had to get all the sashimo banners i don't remember uh mongol artifacts like there's all these different things that you had to collect to be able to get certain trophies mm -hmm. so i of course looked at the trophy list beforehand i'm like i don't want to waste my time having to get all the flowers or all of the garments that are tied to this or all the weapons so like, for example, you have to find all the pillars of honor, but you don't have to get all the weapons or all of the sword, you know, mm -hmm. modifications that you get. So it's it's interesting. But uh, yeah, it was just grueling. It took forever. There's no hour counts that I know of on the game. So I can't see like how many hours I put into it. But I know damn well I put in as much time as I would have in an RPG. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's no way I put in anything less than 50 hours into that game. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm still really loving the combat. Like, I really like switching up the stances and trying to do, like, certain moves and stuff. I'm getting better. Uh, I also, I picked up Mario 3D, like we said, and I played a little bit of 64 in just, like, the very beginning of Sunshine just to kind of check them out. And I really dig it. Like, I really think that the presentation is good. I did have kind of a glitch that I haven't heard anybody talk about, like in 64, uh, after playing it for a while and then setting it down for a while and then picking it up and playing it again, like all the coloration was off. It was really weird. But like once I backed out of the game and went back in, everything was fine. 
Well, apparently so, Nintendo's running this thing on emulators. It's not even like a crazy good port. Um, so maybe they picked up one of those crappy N64 emulators to pop it on there. I mean, it it looks really good, I think. Like, I've seen a bunch of people show, like, screenshots and side-by-sides, uh, especially of 64, and it looks tremendous, like, compared to the original. Like, they definitely went in and, you know, tweaked some stuff, and it seems like it controls pretty good. Like, I don't have all the experience in the world with 64. Like, of all of these, Sunshine is the one that I played the most, and... I think that it'll be a fun thing to own and to be able to go through kind of over time, but I do have so much more stuff on my plate that I have to play right now, so I don't expect myself to get really involved in this by any means. Yeah, I'm not going to get involved in it at any point soon, uh, so my currently playing this week still is Plague Tale, which I am on. I didn't play a whole lot last week or this past week, but same thing with Cameo. We just had a busy week, my wife and I. Uh, but I did get to chapter eight, so I've been kind of slowly progressing in a game. And dude, I'm absolutely loving this game. It's so good. And when I first saw the trailer, we talked about this back like, what, 40, 50 episodes ago. We were talking about Plague Tale and how cool it looked and how excited I was about picking this up. I finally got it, and I am so happy that I'm playing it now. Mm-hmm. I should have picked this up way long ago, like when it was 40 bucks. Like this is one that I truly would have enjoyed the full price point on. So um, I'm totally enjoying that. Um I'm obviously not going to play Cameo for a bit. Uh, maybe this weekend I'll get to it, but it's just not on my list right now to play. And what's the other one? Mario. And I think Quest Rest will be the next thing. So hopefully I can beat Plague Tale by next week. I mean, I've got half the game done. Actually, more than half of it done. So we'll see how that goes. Well, Ryan, you probably suspected it. I knew it was coming. Trivia time. All right. Hit me. Hit ya. All right. So, uh... I want you to name, it's a list of seven, but out of a seven, can you name me the three most financially successful video game companies? Is this like studios or publishers? It's a mix. It's a mix of everything. Oh, three okay. most financially successful. I mean, are we being more specific than like it's not Sony, even... Nintendo, and Microsoft? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to guess... It goes a little into more specifics on here, but yeah. Activision Blizzard? Okay, that's one. Uh, Rockstar? That's another. And... It's a biggie. EA? Yep, and that's the third one. So uh, full... let me let me keep trying to you go. Wanna, okay, I'll I'll let you know until you like go until you're wrong. Um, I think this is automatically gonna get me wrong, but Ubisoft. Yeah, you're wrong on that one. Okay. So this the top seven list that they gave, and I'm not gonna go into like who's number one. Yeah. Sony Computer Entertainment. So not oh, Sony. Okay. First party Sony. Nintendo obviously Nintendo. has its own. Uh, Mahjong. So Mahjong. Yeah. Oh, Tencent. Uh, on there? Nope, they're not. Oh, EA, wow. Activision, Blizzard, Rockstar, and Epic, Epic. are on here. Yeah. So, yeah. Epic I won't just, be as I don't financially know. I successful Ubisoft after Apple. I would be up there for some reason. Yeah, right? I would think so, too. But Epic won't be as financially successful after all the Apple stuff, though. Dude, who knows? That, <laughs> we'll that, see. Tu- that tunnel keeps getting deeper. I keep reading all the stuff on that, and I'm just like, 
Oh man. Yeah, we need to we need to look into that for next week. We'll see if we have an update for people. Uh, obviously, they'll find it on the internet, but we'll talk about it. We're on the internet. We're on the internet. Yeah, you can find you us. You can find us at thegamedeflators.com. You can find us on social media platforms such as Twitter at Game Deflators and others such as uh instagram and facebook at the game deflators and of course find us on all those lovely podcast applications out there podcast addict apple Podcasts, google play spotify wherever you can find a podcast we're on there and if we're not on there let us know and of course as always leave a five-star review six if possible all right our first article here we've got the 10 biggest announcements and trailers from sony's ps5 showcase uh so I'll let you start on this, Ryan. I've got my own thoughts, but I'll let you kick it off. You seem pretty excited about this whole thing. Well, it was pretty cool. I really liked what I saw from this, especially the Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Like, I wasn't really expecting that to happen. I think you kind of speculated on it last week, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I want to say I did mention Final Fantasy as yeah, a new one. But I really love when Final Fantasy is, like, more classic fantasy sword and sorcery and castles and stuff like it's not that i hate like the cyberpunk fantasy i mean not cyberpunk but like cyber fantasy future like everything that they did with like you know final fantasy 7 and uh 12 is kind of a mix of those two things like i know they've always had airships but 12 kind of felt like a little more old world um but like 13 was like crazy futuristic 15 was like pretty futuristic. So I really like the idea of having that, like back to it feeling like, you know, final fantasy nine and tactics. And, um, I guess like 11 and 14 are kind of like that too. So I think that the, uh, who knows what the story is, you know, who knows what you play through a whole final fantasy and still maybe not really know what the story is, but like, the graphics look cool. Uh, I like how mobile your character looks. I think that it'll probably be a pretty good one. Uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, that looked really dope. I still haven't played the first Spider-Man. Uh, well, no, we did play a little bit. Oh, true that. We did play a little bit. Yeah, Spider-Man. So, you know, more of that, that's cool. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy? I don't know. I'm... I'm in support of all the Potter stands out there. Like, get your Harry Potter on. Not a game for me. But I can't believe that it's taken this long. Like, I know that there's been adaptations of the movies into games and stuff. And probably some other, like, side games or mini games. Like, what was that one that came out a few years ago where, like, you had to pay to save the kid from getting killed? And it was, like, all over the internet as memes? Some uh... mobile game? I don't remember, dude. I think, isn't there like a Harry Potter Go game too? Like Pokemon Go? Honestly, don't remember. I don't know. There's well, all no, no, kinds there, of... There is a Harry Potter Go. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's all kinds of Harry Potter stuff out there, but like, do you have like a... This is like you as a kid in Hogwarts and it's not Harry Potter, it's just the world. I'm surprised that it's taken this long to have like a real big push for like a big ip like that it seems like it should have happened forever ago so i'm gonna look it up uh right now because you and i talked about an upcoming harry potter rpg a while ago a long time yeah, ago i remember dude. that a long time ago i want to say it was like i'm just gonna go into our playlist here on youtube where you can also find a backlog of all of our previous episodes we talked about this on season two episode three 
of our podcast, we talked about a Harry Potter RPG looming. When was that? Uh, that was like literally when we first started this. So probably like November two years like ago? November of, I guess, 2018, we brought this up as like leaked images of a Harry Potter RPG. You heard Potter it here RPG. wherever we heard it from that Ex we referenced yeah. in that episode. Yeah, wherever first, we referenced folks. it a long time ago, we talked about that like two years ago. So like we knew this was coming, but I didn't know it was coming like now. Like yeah. it just wasn't something that kind of crossed my mind. You know, we heard about a long time ago. We talked about like this would be awesome, like a Harry Potter RPG, open world, Hogwarts, and we just kind of never heard about it again until recently. So it's pretty cool. Uh, new Resident Evil Eight trailer looks absolutely phenomenal. I love me some Resident Evil. I'm super happy they're keeping like the first person perspective. Like it looks really cool. I like the almost kind of like Bloodborne aesthetic that they have for like the monsters are kind of like werewolfy people things. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. I love to love watching Devil May Cry from a distance. I haven't really played it much since DMC 3. And I'm fine with kind of leaving it there. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, cool for those people. And Demon Souls. Oh my god, I almost want to switch to getting a PS5 just for Demon Souls. Like, it looks so phenomenal. And I it might... It might just be because I was just playing uh, Dark Souls 3 recently, but man, I really want to play that game. It looks so good, and I'm going to have to wait so long. Yeah, which, dude, I mean, here's the thing. Like, if it gets to a point where you and I get the new PS5, whatever that may be, a couple years from now, and we both pick up Demon's Souls at the same time, you know, I'm down playing that game with you. 100% like spending time to play that game. I mean, every can now you then. just like always be in co-op like you could just invite your friend over and you're both in it yeah yeah you can always well it you have to put down your soul sign in that one so you put down your soul sign and then uh you can summon me or i can summon you however it goes within the game to be able to progress i'm so, sure that they probably enhance those systems to make them better for the modern era yeah the only issue that will come across with that game is um you know, if one of us dies and then obviously having to go back and get them. And then there's also you're pretty much essentially doubling up. Right. So it's got to make the game way easier. Yes. I mean, we could play on our own for the most part, but it might be like, hey, Ryan, you know, like I just got the X. I'm going to stop here. So that way, when you get there, I can help you get to whatever battle or vice. You versa. just assume you're better than me. Oh, I know I'm better than you at Demon's <laughs> Souls. Uh, I mean, I, I beat Demon's Souls a long time ago, sir. Back when it was hard. Back when it was hard on the PS3. That was one of the things about this trailer though that uh if you guys don't know who vati vidya is he makes the best souls seki born content on youtube check him out he did an an analysis of the trailer talking about it and it definitely is kind of like a bs in the trailer like he just one shots everybody even like there's a knight towards the end who's like blocking with a shield and he one shots him like right through the shield so well, and I think it's it's obviously a it's tech a demonstration demo. of what it, the gameplay yeah. is going to look like. But, but it's it's kind of lame in a sense because you don't have your 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 Estus or whatever, not Estus, but I it wasn't what, showing like any of the UI. Yeah, you don't have anything tied into it. It's just like okay, here's a one slash type of situation. We're going to get to this boss. Like I get why they did it because they want to show you gameplay and they want to make it easy. So one thing I had brought up to you is like, well, it, you know, in this type of situation, it could be somebody overpowered themselves and now they're able to one-shot some of these enemies which is a possibility in that game but yeah he could be going back be to like, an early game area and late game armor yeah you gotta be like 
super pumped up though to be able to get through that that quickly like they did in that you know demonstration so i get it but it's just a demo it's a tech demo to show the gameplay and obviously like actual gameplay and then go into a boss battle. we got to see a lot of actual like in-game footage stuff like even like those cutscenes for final fantasy 16 they all looked like they were using like in-game engine as opposed to you know final fantasy's always been just showing like beautiful cg trailers that have nothing to do with what the game's actually going to look at yeah. for years but now they don't have to anymore i want to say final fantasy was shown on a pc engine though i don't believe it was playing via like actual in-game through ps5 we'd need to look into that one i want to say i read but that one was shown on pc because i think it's going to be on pc as well mm. so I, I don't believe that one's exclusive to unlike just, uh, i think it comes out like a year later like I, I don't remember exactly but i'm pretty sure it's on both yeah unlike if anybody saw the uh, announcement for the Bloodborne where it said at the end that it would also be on PC, it was fake. That is human error. If you still think it's coming out on PC and you only get your news from us, God save you, but it's not true. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, Final Fantasy is going to be coming to both the PS5 and PC. Cool. So that'll be pretty cool. And uh, of course, if I can ever get my hands on a new graphics card, I'll be playing it on there. So we'll see. Potentially. I might... You know, if there's a special edition, I might pick it up on a PS5. I can wait for Final Fantasy 16. Like, I waited to get a PS4 to play Final Fantasy 15. We all know how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. I, I waited God knows never how long. Never beat it. <laughs> well, yeah, you never beat it. I took, like... Dude, I waited for that game so long for it to come out. And when it finally did, I'm like, okay. You beat that on the podcast. Yeah, I beat that on the podcast, but it was sitting on my shelf for, like, a year. yeah. And, like, it had been out for God knows how long as well. So like Two, I, three years? Yeah, like, it had been out for quite a while before I'm like, let me jump into Final Fantasy and play it. I liked it. It wasn't that bad. The story was kind of, eh, but it was still pretty good. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Demon Souls, of course, that is, uh, I think, 10 years ago I beat that game on the PS3 with no help at that point in time because I was just so late into playing it that didn't have an opportunity. But I think the one I'm most excited for is going to be a see God of War gameplay. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't beat the most recent one, funny enough, I need to get that one Me done. Me either. Well, that's not new. <laughs> so, uh, did you at Who'd least... Guess? You started playing it, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. It might be my favorite game of all time. I've just never beaten it, so I'm not oh, sure. You kill me sometimes, man. Like, all the listeners out there are just like, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Hey, dude, we talked about this a while ago, but, like, most people, I think it was, like, only, like, 7% of people or 13% of people even finish games. So I'm in the majority here. They <laughs> sympathize with me. I feel you, listener. I feel oh, you. God, all of the all of the threads and groups that I share our episodes with, like on a consistent basis, are just like cringing when they hear this because they all like to play and beat. Their well, games. you're in the hashtag beat it crew. No, we we both are the just beat it. Uh, that's through uh, Polykill and uh, their podcast, and we like to. You know, whenever you say we just beat it, like it's that easy. Just beat it. Just beat so, it. Yeah, just, beat, just it. beat it. Look, man, I'm not like pulling corpse slug gaming crap here <laughs> and beating like 50 games in a week. Like Jason's a monster, dude. Like I don't know how he does that. And Church too over at Game Ten, it's like he's slamming through games like crazy. So yeah, those guys are insane. I can't do that. Okay, so I'm excited for God of War. I want to see more on that. And then Harry Potter, I'm totally stoked for, dude. Like I'm a moderate Harry Potter fan. My wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. But we're going to play this 100%. Like 4K oh, yeah. Harry Potter world, like no brainer, dude. Like, I'm gonna, I am fully exploring that world. That's going to be badass. 
So I'd say out of all of them, those are the two I'm most excited for. And in Demon Souls, of course, so three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to work your iPad here, so you're going to have to go to the next article, which I want to say was analysts predicting that there's going to be 200 million PlayStation 5 consoles sold uh, this generation, which would make it the greatest selling console or home console of all time uh, above the DS and the uh, PlayStation 2, which I think we're sitting at like 150 something million roughly. Yeah, so this one comes to us from Nathan Gibson at Screen Rant. Yeah, so uh, there was a Japanese, well-respected Japanese analyst that said he predicts that this console is going to sell 200 million units. Here's my overall thoughts on that. I think it is fully possible for the PlayStation 5 to sell 200 million units. For one thing, you got PC gamers excited about it too. Uh, Not really from the standpoint of, you know, oh, you know, I love consoles, I want to get into consoles. It's the fact that the power of these consoles is pretty close to PC and what it's going to be this coming generation. Obviously, a 3090 and whatever 30 Ti and stuff that comes out in the next year or so is going to blow that out of the water. But PC gamers are actually, there's some that are kind of excited about getting a console like this. Some that were maybe exclusive, right, to just PC. So you've got that, um, which I think is going to help boost some sales. You've got the exclusives, of course, and the PlayStation 5 fan base that'll be jumping to that. The price point's pretty good. And, of course, population and growth of the overall world, right? So back when the PlayStation 2 sold $155 million and the hype that it had, I wouldn't say it's impossible to hit well, $200 million Well, who was it competing units. against? Well, well back there then, was no... you had you had an Xbox, you had GameCube, Yeah, but the and Xbox had... was not, like, a worldwide success. Well, you had Dreamcast, even though it wasn't a worldwide success. And the Dreamcast success. was not a worldwide success. Like, it, the PlayStation 2 dominated well, yeah, it had a d- its generation. It had a DVD player, so, of course, like, no-brainer, right? But like, it's just not going to be that way this time. Like, the I PS4 think... is great, and it... the PS5 will be amazing, but it's not the only game in town. I totally get that. But at the same time, the PS5 has now sold, what, like 110 million units plus during the time it's been out. And the it's PS4? been out. Yeah, PS4, sorry. And how many how many years has that been since PS4 came out? Like forever? Well, not forever. Like, I don't know what, six I mean, or seven years? at least the dawn of man. At least the dawn of man, <laughs> yes. So it's been out for quite a while. It sold 110 plus million units so far. It's going to sell more. It'll probably... But it's not going to sell another that again no with no. the ps5 coming no out. of course not i could see it you know hit maybe 120 million potentially maybe more but it's not out of the question i think to say 200 million consoles sold i don't think it's out of the question at all for the ps5 yeah i mean over the lifetime it just depends on how long the lifetime is going to be really yeah i mean and it depends on how we're many... not talking like first generation and then like a ps5 pro comes out and and then that's not counted towards like we're talking like if there's three different versions of the playstation 5 both digital and physical media versions and updated versions like a ps5 pro yeah you'll get a yeah. lot of people like me who are going to go in and buy the second edition that doesn't look like a tower well yeah and so I think it's possible, 100% possible. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it is, but I, I think it can happen. Yeah. So uh, that being said, though, I don't see the Xbox doing that, despite the fact that they have so many different, you know, studios that they've purchased and whatnot are acquired in, in recent years to be able to bolster that, you know, that gaming scene for them. All of those games coming to PC, like, you know, I'm a, a good example of that. Like, 
I'm putting however much into a PC and building it up to get like a decent gaming PC slash rendering for video and whatnot and streaming. And I'm not getting an Xbox because I can play all their games on PC. Like, why would I buy an Xbox when I can play it on PC? Well, and that's PS5's the thing. They different. don't need to sell 200 million because they're going to be, you know, trying to push Game Pass as much as possible and trying to push X xcloud as much as possible like they're not necessarily like they would love to sell as many units as they can but like xbox is selling such a more diverse array of options to just get access to the games that they're trying to put out like they're really thinking more about like how can we get these games into the most people hands possible like they're willing to let people play on android pc xbox series one yeah, they're they're kind of coming uh, Xbox through Xbox Series as, S, Xbox like Series Epic. X. They're like an Epic in a sense, or like an EA, or, or one of those bigger organizations that are producing the games, they're putting it out there. They're trying to get on as much as you know, as many consoles and ways to play as possible because they're going to drive revenue in that way. And they're probably seeing it as you know, the hardware isn't maybe making as maybe not as good of profit margins for them. Well, and it's probably not as necessary for them. Like, there's got to be a reason that they decided. Okay, we're going to make the Series S. It's going to be not as strong. You know, we've heard a lot about, like, the differences between what they can do. Like, it's not going to be able to show all of the updates and stuff for, like, the optimization they're trying to do for these updates for older games and stuff. It's not going to be able to do all that, but it'll still be able to do some stuff. And the... Uh, it's just a totally different thing when you're selling the Series S and the Series X, where the PlayStation, they're both the same thing. Just one takes discs and one doesn't. So, like, when you're when you're spread out between those and the computer and xCloud, it just seems like they don't have to do as well as Sony has to do. Because Sony's going to be selling all of these at a loss. Mm -hmm. And they're going to need the people to show up buy the consoles buy the games which they will like obviously they think that they're going to hit 200 million well an analyst does not well, an Sony analyst themselves. does yeah but i mean they have to do that well to like meet i don't know whatever those arbitrary expectations like every year you know expectations get higher and higher and they got to outsell themselves and they got to outsell themselves like we see that with games all the time so it's like you almost think like we have to make this the best console generation ever because there's so many ways to get around even owning a console who knows if there's going to be a ps6 and who knows what that would even be like like would that basically be almost a computer at that time so like they might have to absolutely hit this one out of the park to even think about doing another one yeah you know and you kind of bring up the whole thing of like will that be you know, even a computer at that point. I think, like, consoles are... And this has just been something that's been known for a long time. Consoles have always kind of lagged behind PC anyways in terms of technology and, and what's available. Where, But, you know, PCs have always been more expensive, too. So, you know, a lot of the 4K gaming and stuff was, I guess, possible in the last series of GPUs that were out there. Um, but now it's more, like, prevalent, right? Like, now you're getting that 60 frames per second 4K, and consoles well, have kind of caught up. 120 frame... 1440 8k yeah on some pcs wait what well i guess i don't know like 8k is coming out with the the 3090 will be pushing 8k maybe i don't know too much about pc as, i don't know anything. as i'm, I'm going to be learning but big numbers I, okay i got gotcha. <laughs> computer words i think you could have run two gpus in the like i think that's possible 
you know, I'm not super big into PC yet. We got to be really careful up. how we're talking about. They were going to get lit up for just being ignorant PC well, dude, dudes. Like I am just getting into the PC world here. So if anybody wants to like bitch me out about PC, go Do ahead. It. I'm I am of course like just starting to learn, and you should embrace me into your PC community because I am coming over from consoles. Uh, but I'm I'm liking it so far. Uh, that being said, the PC community embracing uh, a situation. The NVIDIA 3080 cards that came out the other day. I literally set an alarm at 5.50 in the morning so I could get up and try to order a card off Best Buy at 6 a.m. And, of course, uh, they were all sold out. So uh, this article that we're going to read is how he bought, bought dozens of RTX 3080 units before consumers could grab them. And it's by Michael Kahn of PC Magazine. PC Magazine's had a lot of great articles in this recently. And... Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to go deep into his article necessarily. I'll kind of cover it. Uh, so, of course, like many other people that were looking to get these cards, I got up early in the morning. I did not stay up like some people. It's insane. Like, why would you stay up when you could just wake up? So 6 a.m. Okay, Too I'll, excited, John. Too I'll, excited. I guess. I just took a, you know, sleeping aid and woke up at 5. Like, come on. So like everybody else, I was super excited, wanted to get on there and pick up one of these cards and of course, you know, you log on and I'll, I'll kind of get you through like my process here. So I'm on at like 5.58. I'm refreshing, 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 right? It takes a little bit to load on Best Buy. It stops and then it goes and then it's like sold out, sold out, sold out. And we're talking 6.01 at this point because it wouldn't load at 6 a.m. So I'm like trying to get it at 6 a.m. It was not show, it was showing coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. At 6.01, it loaded up. There's like two or three already sold out. I'm like, that's impossible. Like, I'm literally refreshing consistently here to get it done. I go ahead, add the card that I want to my cart, okay? I'm moving forward through the checkout process, and then it just says, this item's no longer in stock. So first of all, Best Buy, screw you for not having a system in place, or really anybody, that holds it, similar to like ticketing systems for concerts, where it's like, you've got five minutes to check out. This is held in your cart you're going to have this specific item, right? If you have certain quantities in stock, have it set in place that you could go ahead and hold that. So you can go through your checkout process normally. You're not rushing and going through all. It's stupid. It's insane. Or even put in a mandatory hold. Like, make it so that the checkout is going to take a few minutes. Yeah. Like, it... Yeah, exactly. Like, having something in place that you have to go through it to kind of stop the bot process, right? Like anything I don't know do. how that works. I'm totally ignorant. Fuck bots. Okay, That's so... That's all I know. I don't was, know how uh, they work. Bounce alert, so screw them too, because of some of their comments they made. They created a bot that basically allowed the person to go through and pick up... Like, some people were showing as high as, like, 42 cards purchased. And it was stupid because the guy uh, from Bounce Alert is like, oh, well, you know... Um, Everybody can kind of get on the next go around like, you know, everybody, if they had the capital to be able to purchase 42 cards and sell them at a profit and make $25,000 in a day, they would do that too. Okay. I have the capital to do some of that stuff, right? Am I doing it? No, because I'm not an asshole. Like, I'm not going to purchase 42 fucking cards. Yeah, that's a big difference, especially because these are supposed to be like budget. They're supposed to be like really good $600 yeah. cards, and now they're selling for what you would just pay for a really good card anyways. Yeah, they're, they were up to like buy it now as like twelve, thirteen hundred. So what I'm loving is a PC community apparently has like written a bot that is up like bidding up all the bids because they won't purchase it on eBay. So they're, they're botting the bots. 
And it's awesome because if they can't turn those cards around, now you've got a guy that spent, you know, in excess of 30000 plus $35,000 on like 40 cards. And how's he going to sell them at a profit? He can't. So what's going to happen is if we consistently see these bots upbidding all of these cards that are on the eBay marketplace, those guys, they have 15 days to return them. Best Buy has a 15-day return policy. Um, the RMA process to return through Newegg is a pain-in-the-ass process. Uh, I mean, it takes forever. Like, you have to ship it back out, and it's well, like three to five days business turnaround. They were saying here at the bottom of the article that it seems like Newegg, oh, Newegg had its shit together. No, Newegg didn't have its shit together. Newegg completely blew out on her website. Their website crashed. Because uh, I went on there and it wasn't even available. And then on top of that, there's people with 15 cards showing Newegg. So Newegg's oh. full of shit. Newegg can go screw themselves as well. So the whole situation, like, I'm... And it's interesting because I was listening to... Uh, let me look up his particular... Uh, it is Steve over at... And I'm going to call his ass out. A Gamer Nexus, right? The guy has like a million subscribers. He seriously goes on and says, Oh, well, this is a commodity and... We shouldn't be all angry and frustrated. Like there'll be more to come out, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the guy is benchmarking four GPUs of the 3080, like two days later. I'm like, yeah, you're calm and collective over the situation, not frustrated that you couldn't get your hands on it because you literally already have your hands on it as a YouTuber with a million subscribers. Like don't talk to like, I'm not saying we're common, but don't talk to individuals and tell them to calm down and not be angered or frustrated over a situation when you're literally not in the same situation. Like, I'm actively trying to build a PC. I'm actively trying to, you know, get a good card so I can complete my build and enjoy the product. Not necessarily as a commodity, but I actually need a GPU to get my PC to where I want it. And, you know, it. I it's had, not, I had just in my market cart. manipulation. Yeah, that's all it is. It's yeah. bull. And so he's over here saying, like, you know, oh, well, I'm going to just kind of calm everybody down and, and whatnot. Like, no, dude, like, you've got. I'm, you're literally benchmarking four GPUs right now. Yeah. And you probably already have your hands on a 3090. Like, yeah. come on, like be serious about this. So the whole situation is stupid. Um, I'm just frustrated because, uh, you know, it's 2020 technology is where it is today and retailers and NVIDIA can't get their crap together to set up systems in place to ensure that bots are not picking stuff up. And you can't even do like the one per household limitation either because bots can get around that as yeah. well. There's ways to get around that. There's ways to get around, you know, CAPTCHAs and all that. It's almost as if it would make more sense to do in-store pre-orders. Well, and I or mean, like, or like sign up for pre-orders, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Like doing it in that respect and having like unique signups. Like if you have product of say, you know, and it'd be, I don't know how you would do this logistically, but like if you had a hundred thousand units of something, and those 100,000 units were spread amongst various retailers, right? And you were getting whatever amount from I that. I think that's kind of how they try to do things, and then the internet happened. Well, yeah, the internet happened. So, like, if you had it to where, you know, reserve your, like, yeah, pre-order, but reserve your space. It's one per, you know, IP address, whatever it may be, one per address. Like, we will not ship any more than one particular product to this address. You know, like, that type of stuff would make sense, but... They're not at that point, and it's so lame. And then for Newegg to just come out and be like, oh, yeah, we had bot protection in place. No, you didn't. Like, you 100% didn't. So PC community, I mean, long story short, PC community wasn't happy. NVIDIA is supposed to be releasing more cards next week for 3080 to have them in stock in addition to 3090. 
Uh, I don't see it happening again with the 3090 only because all the bots picked up the 3080. So a lot of those people aren't going to sit there and try to pick up an additional, you know, 15, you know, 40, $1,500 cards. That'd be ridiculous. And the 3070 comes out. So like, we're going to see stock obviously replenish all of the other, you know, AMD's got their card that'll come out in probably November, I would imagine for their 6,000 series of the Navi. So stock will be there. It's a frustrating situation. I'm hoping NVIDIA actually sticks to their word and like manually reviews every single order and cancels a whole bunch of, you know, orders for people on, uh, you know, the bots mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Are you going to try to get one next week? What the 3080? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's available, I want to get the EVGA version of it. Um, I forget the model number, but it's not the one with all the LEDs cause I don't need all of that. Um, given where my computer's located. But if I can't get my hands on a 3080 between now and October, just due to bots and stock issues and all of that, I'm 100% just, even if the AMD card is like mildly underpowered compared to a 3080, I'll just give the middle finger to NVIDIA and go with AMD at that point. Um, you know, provided AMD is able doesn't to have the same yeah, thing. doesn't have the same issues. So, well, good luck to you. Good luck to me next week. I'm going to try to everybody, everybody letting you know now because. You know, Sony said that they would tell everybody when pre-orders were going to go live for PlayStation, and that got flubbed. Xbox is determined to have this happen next Tuesday, the 22nd. I'm going to be at Best Buy first thing in the morning trying to get all access for the Series S. If you want to get in on this Xbox thing, there is a good time and there is a good place to be. Hopefully, it doesn't get screwed online like these last two things. So you have to go to a retailer to do this, right? I believe so. I mean, they have like affiliated retailers listed. So and here, the whole idea is that like you go into a store, you sign up, you leave with the console and you pay 25 bucks a month. So here's the interesting thing is I went to Best Buy the other day for the 3080, hoping that maybe they on a chance stock. they had some in stock. Right. So I get there and there was like two people waiting. So I was like, OK, cool. Like. There's literally just two people waiting here. So maybe, just maybe, if they have some in hand, I'll They'll get have one. three. A lady comes out and she's like, oh, yeah, we the whole company is sold out. Like, company-wide, we're sold out of these cards, which sucked. But it come to find out, a lot of retailers didn't even receive actual copies. Like, there was one, like, small country that apparently their one major retailer had, like, ten. Literally mm -hmm. ten for a country at their major store. So... Oh, around the point obviously but i did notice that there was a guy there that said specifically hey do you guys have pre-order cards and she was like no sony called us this morning and told us to take them down so hopefully you don't run in that situation where you're waiting outside of a best buy and it sells out yeah you know so we'll see but i don't think i think microsoft is going to look at nvidia's whole situation they're going to look at, um, you know, Newegg and Best Buy and all of these other companies that had crazy, stupid launches go crazy, you know, go nuts. Especially because these and, are way cheaper yeah, than those cards and probably will, like, sell just as quickly on a secondary market. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the Xbox selling out as fast as these other consoles, but it could surprise me. Well, I'm hoping that, like, that Series S is just enough of, like, an intro level that, like, the people who are going to buy it aren't all going to be lined up outside. Yeah. I can hang out with the Series X people and pretend like I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hang out with the Series X people. No, nope, no. Nope. I'm here to get the Series X, guys. So they all rush there and you, you go ahead and grab your Series S. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some nitty gritty here. We've got 
MTV Celebrity Deathmatch on the PlayStation 2 as our Inflation Deflation Game of the Week. You want to go ahead and uh, give us those details on So who this made was it? developed by Big Ape Production, published by uh, Gotham Games and MTV Interactive, released October 2003. It is a fighting slash professional wrestling game, which received an abysmal aggregate score of threes out of ten. Not that great. Now, John, I don't have any history with this property. I may have seen it like once on TV when I was a kid, but I don't remember ever being a fan of this show. I probably heard of the show. I never seen the game and uh, I liked it. I had fun. So I remember watching the show a lot when I was younger, uh, back when MTV was actually good. And this game deserves a three out of 10. Uh, I truly enjoyed the show when I was younger. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of funny commentary. As you did notice, there was a lot of humor within the mm -hmm. game that was cool and brought back a lot of old memories. But the gameplay on this and the lack of combos and whatnot and just what you can do was just not that fun. Like, I was honestly bored while we were playing. Like, it was funny, the commentary, and funny, like, what was happening, like, Justin Timberlake farting music out yeah. to hit the enemy. Like, that was pretty hilarious. There's a lot of novelty. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of novelty tied to this game, and it's funny, and graphically it's not bad visually you know it does look good um the sound quality of it's good like the controls are mediocre and the the actual like gameplay component it's there's not a whole lot going for it right you got like four buttons you can do some combos but nothing super crazy it's not like your everyday wrestling game where you can get out of the ring and do a whole bunch of stuff like you're kind of stuck into those confines of the fighting space and there's just not a lot going for it so I think it deserves a 3 out of 10, but it does bring that nostalgia factor back to me. And I did enjoy that humor and being able to play it with you and, and just laugh at a lot of different moments. Yeah, this is definitely one of those games that is not for everybody. Like if you're collecting all of a console, because uh, this was on a few consoles, like you might run into buying this game. If you're a fan of wrestling games, maybe this is a game that you would pick up as like kind of wrestling adjacent yeah, uh, maybe as like, a, I want to buy all the different types of wrestling games that exist. Yeah, who knows what people are out there collecting? Like, you could have a very weird niche collection where you collect every game featuring Ron Jeremy. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. I don't know if this is the only one, but I would be willing to bet that he's in other games as well. My favorite line from the game was when they're like, the competition is stiff, like Ron Jeremy. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and yeah. then Dennis Rodman, like he lives by his last name of Rodman. Yeah, like, this is definitely one of those games that's like of a generation and certainly locked in that time. So this is not going to appeal to everybody. Like if you were around when this show was on, you're probably the only person interested in getting it. Yeah, and, you know, or you like to collect MTV stuff, which I don't know who's out there collecting MTV There's somebody stuff. Out there. Somebody I'm out sure. there. Everybody's collecting something, right? So I would say that, you know, it, it did just it had that nostalgia factor. Like, that's the, for me, that was the only thing going for it. And then the, the end kills, like seeing them actually, you know, kill each other in yeah. the ring. Like, that's pretty funny. Like that... This would have been a great blockbuster rental for a weekend when you had a party with a bunch of friends and you're all like young teenagers. That's that's what this game was kind of made for. I don't think anybody really needs to own this game. 
Yeah, I'm kind of curious if it was released at full price of $49.99. I mean, I'm sure it was. I yeah. mean, it was a licensed product. Yeah, It probably right. would have had, like, some kind of marketing behind it, at least on MTV. Dude, it's insane. When I look at some of the titles on PlayStation 2, like MTV or, like, Muppets Cruise and, like, all these crazy things that came out on PlayStation 2. And you think back, um, what was it, like, 1,500 titles or something like that? Uh, 3,000 globally for the PlayStation 2. And when you look at all these games, like, how are these on shelves? Like, I don't remember ever seeing, like, half of these games hit the shelves. Yeah. So it's just kind of crazy when you look back at it. MTV is not one that I ever saw advertising for for a game. Never saw it in a Toys R Us. None of that, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the Toys R Us demographic. Well, I mean, Toys R Us still sold M-rated <laughs> games. But go on, let's let's get some uh, some brass tacks here. Okay, so the most expensive version of this is a complete inbox PS1 going for $9.89. The cheapest version is a loose Xbox for $3.21. So you're not going to pay more than $10 for this no matter what. We played it on the PS2 coming in complete inbox at $9.09. That's down from $10.50, which was the peak, just last month in August 2020. Uh, so that's trending down now. Loose, it's going for six ninety eight. That's down from a peak of seven eighteen in July, twenty twenty, and that's holding. So this game recently hit its most expensive price point. I don't know if that's just the COVID inflation or I doubt if it. somebody just paid way more than they should have. Like somebody went on and dropped fifteen bucks for this game and got a raw deal. It yeah. seems like what happened. Yeah, that's got to be what it was. Like, just one of those outliers. Or maybe it's listed as complete in box on there, but it was actually, like, new, you know, and they paid 15 bucks for a new copy. Yeah, who knows? But, but uh, it's not an yeah. expensive game. I mean, 10 bucks complete in box, I would say, is not... It's not like... I don't know, man. This is going to appeal to such a specific person that I feel like if you were that person who saw this, like on a shelf in a, a used game store and you were like, Oh my God, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. And you saw that it was $10. I don't think you would be unhappy that you spent that money, but I think literally anybody else would. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's where I'm at. So when I look at this, if I saw a complete in box copy and I didn't own this and it was $5. Yeah. I mean, I would pay five bucks easily. Like, it's a fiver like come on like a fiver to fill out a collection that you're you know yeah or just a fiver to like be like okay cool like i own celebrity deathmatch i want to play this for a little bit have a friend over we can get some laughs and then that's it like if you spent an hour of your time playing this with a friend it would be worth the five dollars or even ten dollars at that point so if any of you listening are happy and like this episode it was worth the amount of money john spent on it Dude, I don't it's even, all for you. I don't even remember how I picked that game up. That was probably one of those random. Probably just big a lot. lot. Yeah, a big lot, and who knows? That you know what? I could probably look at back at some like my Facebook pictures and stuff, and see specific, like I I usually will like catalog when I pick stuff up what I paid for it and all that. I don't ever remember this game coming in. This might have been when I worked at the game store, mm-hmm. and I would pick up games all the time from there on the cheap for like two three bucks because i got a pretty good discount and on top of that i could just bundle stuff together so it was like okay hey i want to get like these 10 games or like five bucks piece with my discount it's x okay well i'll give you a little more off because 
you know, you're yeah. buying like 10 of them. Cleaning so, out the store. Yeah. Nobody else to, is going to buy that. I used to buy crap games all the time just to fill out the collection. So just so you could afford more shelves. God, man, like I need to, this room is, it's not a mess. It's organized, but it's an organized mess. It drives me crazy. So hopefully bigger house, bigger shelves, and yeah. <laughs> more space. Uh, but okay, so yeah, end of the day, I think if you're a standard collector, five bucks. I think if you're into like the wrestling genre, you want to get like something cool, you're in that niche audience, $10 is not like terrible. It's not going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, even $10 for a comic collector wouldn't be all that bad because, you know, it, what's the cost of a movie? I always have to bring that up. Like one person to watch an hour and a half movie that you're going to see that one time. Uh, is... I don't know if I would play this game for an hour and a half. I'm not saying you would. <laughs> well, I mean, we played for like 30, 40 minutes. So break that down for a movie cost. Yeah. What was it 15 bucks for two people? $30. We played 45 minutes for $10 or nine. It's not bad. So I'll say it's about right. I'll say it's just right. With the uh, pricing. Yeah. I mean, it's it. Sometimes it's hard because it's like, what really is it worth it for is always what it comes down to for me. It's like, am I going to miss that $7 to buy a loose copy of this? no. Would I ever buy a loose copy? No, I'd have to buy it in the box. If I had to buy it in the box and it was $10, would I miss that $10? No. But there's got to be way better games that you can buy for $10. Oh, like 100%. Yeah. I, I just can't say that this one is worth it when there's so much better out there that you could do with that money. Just opportunity cost. I'm going to have to say this is inflated. All right. Well, uh, by default, because I said just right, you said inflated, it's going to have to be inflated. So... I think we're in line on that. Yeah, you know, I was kind of inflated too at the, you know, for just come common, to my side, John. Common collector. All just right, I'll, I'll come to the dark side. Okay, so uh, you know, that's it for uh, that particular game. Uh, next week, what are we playing? He's opening up, dude. That is loud. Uh, he is opening up the closet of boxes and games to pull out the TurboGrafx 16 Mini. What do we got? So I don't know what this is, but we're gonna play JJ and Jeff. Is it the G for the TurboGrafx 16? Okay, so it doesn't say PC Engine under it. No. Okay, cool. So it's an American game or English game. Uh, okay, cool. So what's what is it again? JJ and Jeff. JJ and Jeff on the TurboGrafx. We will be playing that next week. We'll see how it is, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> so this has been episode 98 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan, and thanks for listening.